0: You're listening to the Oil & Gas This Week podcast with Mark LaCour and Jake Corley. This is the show for busy oil pros who quickly want to keep their finger on the pulse of the industry.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Oil & Gas This Week. You're listening to episode 122. What's up, Mark?
0: Uh, What's up, Jake? We're in the press booth of NAEP. It's exciting, man. Uh, Remember what NAEP stands for? National North American (laughs) Prospect Expo. (laughs) (laughs) You were so close. close. I was so so close. close. We actually have some some uh, guests joining us today. Who we have on the mic? Chris Jackson. Melissa Jackson. Yeah, Melissa and Chris, y'all are with our on the road sponsor, Total Land. That's correct. Yeah, and so this nape's actually turnout's been pretty good. Y'all happen to know any of the numbers? What was it, Melissa? A little over twenty eight hundred this show. So we had over twenty eight hundred attendees. Wow, and how many exhibitors? 600, yeah. So if you're in that world, if you're in that upstream world and you didn't make it to NAEP, uh, this is called Summer Nape. We have Winter Nape coming up in February, which is a bigger show, you need to get here. Um, but we're talking about Nape. we're talking about prospects. What does Total Land do? We, our audience knows that you help us travel, right? You're our travel sponsor. That's right, that's yeah, right. Yeah, but y'all do, I think, a little bit more than that. A little bit more, yeah. So we're, we're a land management software. Uh, so a lot of our clients are gonna be brokerages and ENPs that use us to run their projects. Yeah, and you basically make the landman's job just easier. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, and and more foolproof, right? You you allow them to do a better job with making less effort. Right. That's correct. That really yeah. 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 So that's pretty cool. So welcome to the show. Glad to have you here, Jake. Uh want to jump into the oh you know what we talked about Totaland. i guess we also have to talk about lee heck harrison there are other on the road sponsor uh lee heck harrison helps over three quarters of the fortune 500 oil and gas companies uh deal with workforce transformation so both uh and lee heck and harrison we love them both links in the show notes if you have a need for what
1: they do please 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 reach out
0: you ready to jump to the news stories jake
1: let's do it let's do it okay all right uh first two stories about saudi arabia A lot of Saudi Arabian news uh, this week. Uh, Higher oil prices slash Saudi deficit. The Saudi finance minister has announced an annual decline in the budget deficit for the first half of the year thanks to higher oil prices in that period. Um, So at $19.39 billion, the first half deficit was 51% lower than what the government had projected. Um, Total budget revenues in the period rose by 29% on an annual basis, while expenditures fell by 2%. Mark, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, it, that's a big freaking number, isn't it? It's a huge number. Um, so that, but it's nice to see them actually shrinking that deficit. So regardless of what you think about um, of them going public, Saudi Aramco is is a huge oil and gas company. And anytime you're able to to reduce the deficit in any company, especially an oil and gas company where it's capital intensive, it's good for the company. The other thing I thought was cool, Jake, is revenues rose twenty eight percent. Um, that is a good jump in revenue. So from a financial point of view, they look very healthy. Now, of course, they're heading to an IPO. And anytime you head into an IPO, you want your finances to look healthy because you mm-hmm. increase the valuation of the company. So good stuff is where they're going with it. It's, um, if, if people that listen don't realize this, this will be the world's largest IPO in history when they go public. So we're keep an eye on this. It's um, and that's exciting. actually what the
1: next story is. And so that's they're they're looking at they're looking at uh, putting on the New York Stock Exchange, but they're also looking at London. And I think they were also they hadn't ruled out putting it on the I think it was like the was it Chinese? It's one of the Asian markets. Yeah, I can't remember which one. Yeah. So that's definitely interesting. Yeah, that will be definitely the, the world's largest IPO. I think they're they valued at what like nine hundred and thirty-five billion or something right now. It's
0: they um, they say it may actually be a trillion-dollar IPO. Yeah. It's so it's. I know it's, the only
1: thing they're worried about is obviously whenever you're you're. You know, going for IPO, you have to disclose a very, very large amount of financial documents, and they're they're kind of worried that, you know, maybe they're, maybe the reserves aren't quite as large as what they've been saying, Well, or maybe they're larger. I well, don't
0: know. well, there's a bunch of stuff going on there, <coughs> so you have to disclose a lot of uh, strong financial data, and that strong financial data basically gives you an audit trail. How does the money come into the company? Where does it go, and where does it go out? And the thing that uh, uh, Saudi Arabia doesn't want people to know is where does it go out, because they fund a lot of politically motivated stuff not only in their own country but around the world. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they're gonna be able to c- continue to do that and keep it undercover once they go public.
1: All right up next oil and gas producers grapple over returns versus growth. Uh, there's a debate raging in the oil and gas industry uh, during this age of you know the lower for longer commodity prices, um, so should companies pursue growth or returns?
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know you know me. I'm going to say that this is the time where there's a ton of opportunity for oil and gas companies, especially upstream companies. A ton of opportunity to reduce costs, um, to pick up acreage, right? we got totally in here, um, to actually get people out in the field and start scouting that acreage. Um, there's this whole big potential of, of the uh, wells that have been drilled but uh, haven't been complete yet. They're ready to come online the moment the price hits the right number. So, um, you know, I'm all about growth. I think a lot of companies, a lot of big companies out there are also out there looking at growth. Unfortunately, a lot of the smaller companies, a lot of the independents uh, in the in North America and in the U.S., um, they just can't raise capital right now. They, there's just there's just not a, a, a and so they're struggling. They're keeping production up, trying to keep the um, interest paid on the notes that they have, but they can't make that next jump. So in that, that vicious cycle. But yeah, if you know if, if you're looking at some of the bigger operators out there lately, you've seen them actually start to spend cash again,
1: especially on land. Mm-hmm. Of next, neighbors acquiring. A Tesco for $215 million. Neighbors industry said Monday it will buy Houston-based Tesco Corp for more than $215 million and a bid to enhance its strengths in drilling and well construction.
0: Yeah, so what's going on with that is the typical merger and acquisition when uh, mm-hmm. companies have been devalued. So um, you've seen a whole bunch of that in this industry, you see a whole bunch more of it. Um, now this is an all stock deal, um, and what that tells me is that this is, even though it's an acquisition, it's, it's a friendly acquisition, um, and these both of these awful service companies are headquartered right here in Houston. So the the kind of cool thing is their cultures are very similar. Anytime you have an acquisition, the first thing that you need to worry about, especially if you're a shareholder, is are the cultures going to mesh? Because if they don't, as a shareholder, you can lose value. If they do, you actually will gain value because now the new company's bigger and has more reach, more scope, more capital, um, can beat up their vendors better. So um, you know, like I said, this is um, uh, uh, the middle of the. Uh, m and activity triggered by this low crude price um, environment that we've been slowly reaching out of. But um, it's it's is to be expected. I heard about this before it went, um, so, yeah, you know. The
1: interesting part is that it was acquired for less than half the value um, at the beginning of 2017. Yeah. So just just in the course of eight months, it lost half its value. Yeah,
0: and that's the prime time to pick somebody up, right, yeah. when you've yeah. de- been depreciated that much. Yeah, I would Yeah, no, you see a lot of that, you see a lot of uh, bigger companies find distressed companies that have good acreage, right. and they buy them just for their acreage, not yeah. for the company, they want, they want their right. plays. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just want their assets. Right. Yeah. The people we were just talking about that can't raise the capital to get back in the game, some of these bigger companies are them out at this point. You would think that would be a smart business move. Yeah, and you're seeing it with all kinds of stuff you wouldn't expect, frac sand. <laughs> there are some big players out there buying up all these small frac sand mines, and they're gonna end up cornering the market. And you never think about that but you know you either use frac sand or proppants when you're fracking well and you just have to have it and as these wells come back online there's going to be more for frac sand um i before the market crashed in 2011 um, i had a group of young investors actually saw the need to be able to get crude from uh, north dakota back to the gulf coast yeah. and they literally all they did is they got investor money and they built a railroad Ring, like a circle, but the circle is a size so when you had a train full of crude on it, it never had to stop. You could go wow. on the circle, and they had automated offloading. That's all they did. And they, they invested twenty eight, think $28 million, they sold it for $400 million. Wow. Because they saw it coming, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So the people that see that sort of stuff coming are geniuses. Yeah, exactly.
1: So Brazil is planning for $17 billion in new investments by the end of 2017. That's a lot of money in a short period of time. They'll yeah. follow Portuguese. <laughs> no, you don't speak Portuguese. Yeah. No, not at
0: all. Um, uh, so Petrobras is uh, and the reason I brought up the Portuguese joke is Petrobras is Brazil's state-owned national oil company. Right? Uh, Brazil is one of the few countries out there that speak Portuguese. Um, Petrobras Petrobras really stumbled. They had a huge problem with corruption, uh, which bled over to the Brazilian government. Uh, the Brazilian people are suffering. Um, inflation's through the roof. Um, unemployment is extremely high. Um, it, it's it's and they haven't made that corner yet. So. For um, Petrobras, for the state-owned oil company to say it's could invest 17 billion and then also um, liquidate about eight billion dollars in assets, that's kind of telling you that they're having a cash crunch, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're raising cash um, and they're doing this at the same time they've brought in new management. Now I hope for the Brazilian people and for Petrobras and for their employees that this new management isn't tainted by the level of corruption that it was before because it was yeah. ridiculous, Jake. I mean, literally, jobs that should have went for $100,000 were going for five or $600,000 and people putting that money in their pockets. And the only people suffered are the employees and the, the people of Brazil. So let's hope that they get this thing turned around. Um, they're a great company. Um, they've done a lot of really technical recovery work in those deep salt layers. Um, one of the few companies out there that has that type of expertise so you know let's keep my fingers crossed him hoping they're going down the right path
1: the next article there's a 65 billion dollar oil opportunity that will never be tapped so what are we talking about we're talking about norway so western europe's biggest oil and gas producer in norway is also one of the countries uh it's what was one of the countries that is the most self-congratulatory on its climate action Uh, Electric car sales and green policies.
0: The Norwegians are funny. I've I've spent a lot of time up there. Uh, Great country. It's one of the true socialist governments out there. That's the reason they can do this. The reason they've adopted so many electric cars is that if you buy electric car in Norway, the government pays. I think thirty percent of it. You get free charging for life. You get free toll for life. So with those type of incentives, of course you're going to buy an electric car. I mean, I'd buy one in a heartbeat. And the other thing I think is really cool about Norway is their, um, even though their tax rate is so high because they're socialist, their infrastructure is unbelievable. The free Wi-Fi that blankets the entire country is some of the fastest on the planet and it's free. Same with medical care and everything else. Um, The the one thing I do think I never could get quite used to in Norway is they have this thing for pickled fish. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's exactly what it sounds (laughs) like. And they kept telling me I was trying the wrong one and and I must have tried every pickled fish that was there and just never really could get the hang of it. But you know, the... um, the opportunity they're talking about in this, Jake, is um, is um, the amount of resources under uh, one of the islands that are out there. They found between uh, 1.3 and over three billion barrel, or BOE, worth about $65, 70000000000 billion in, in today's oil prices. Wow. So that's a lot of money, and that's very easily recoverable oil. Now, what's going on in Norway That is, there's a bit of fighting between the two political f- f- factions out there, one of which wants to actually tap into this and make some money. Uh, One of which says, no, it's not good for the planet. So it's interesting to see. I always think it's interesting when there's not money involved, which way people lean politically. But the moment there's money involved, they tend to go lean the way where it puts
1: money in their pockets. Right. So let's see where this thing goes. Typical politics. Uh, Last article. Uh, It's titled, Dear Millennials, Big Oil Is Not Your Enemy. Um, So I'm really curious on your take. Uh, This was posted on oil and gas publications. um, I'm not the millennial. What's your take? (laughs) You're the millennial. I definitely do not think oil... I don't I don't think that big oil... I mean, I guess it also kind of depends on geographically. Like, obviously, being from Houston and, and, and spending a lot of time all across Texas, oil and gas is not the devil here. But you go spend a little bit of time in, say, even Austin, right in the middle of uh, right in the middle of Texas, you, you, there's so much misinformation. There's so much... I had a guy tell me... I think we talked about it on the air a couple a couple episodes ago. I had a guy tell me that we have, like, five years left of resources in oil and gas. And oh. I was like... I was like, really? That's news to me. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think uh, I've heard about two or three. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then where are we going to be after that? It, it's completely absurd. Uh, but then you go to places like California, even though there's 360,000 oil and gas jobs there, big oil is kind of the devil. And so, and I mean, especially for the, for the younger generation. So.
0: Yeah, and there's so much misinformation out there. It's, um, you know, I'm the director of public relations for the Houston chapter of the API, American Petroleum Institute. And so I get this question all the time, and, and I can't say what's on my head. Right, it's in my head it's like you stupid idiot Do you have any idea <laughs> <Yeah>. where your <laughs> f- cell phone came from that you're using to complain about the oil and gas industry um, right. but what it is 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 as an industry as a whole for the last 50 years we have not done a good job of telling the truth in the public eye and when somebody says something wrong such as that we don't like the environment nobody in our industry stops and goes oh no no this is the most environmentally responsible industry you've ever seen in your entire life come here let me show you yeah, and so that's what we're doing, Jake. We're telling the true stories. What's well, it's a transparency problem. Yeah. Well, transparency, lack of knowledge. Most yeah. people have no idea that almost everything that you need in a modern life comes from petrochemicals, comes from hydrocarbons. Right. That's exactly Adheses, right. adhesives, plastics, paints, all that stuff. Um, I throw this number out there all the time because it's so important, but 85% of what's in a hospital emergency room in the U.S. comes from the oil and gas industry. Which emergency room do you want to go to? The one that has all the stuff it needs to save your life and one that's missing, 85% of it. You know, And so, you know... Th- the millennial generation out there and the generation behind them, which we learned today, was called Generation Z. I don't oh, they, generation I don't, Z. Yeah, I don't know what they do with the next generation, start back at A. I guess so. Um, but the problem Double is, a, well, they, well,
1: they, stuff, but
0: they do like an Excel document, they'll start at A, <laughs> A, B, A, C. <laughs> but the, the problem out there is that their hearts are in the right place, these younger generations. But as an industry, we have not done a good enough job of educating the public. And, and that's starting to change, slowly but surely. Um, the oil and gas global network's doing a real good job the, the podcast we have now on the future podcast so good articles no of course oil and gas big oil is not your enemy. big oil is what allows modern civilization to run and it also is what pulls nations out of poverty right without yeah. cheap abundant, reliable energy you can't pull a nation out of poverty so good try <laughs> <laughs> well yep. i think it's their responsibility to take the time to learn about it as well he's been misled or what have you Get yeah. yeah good point <laughs> yeah that's another good point too it's um You always need to check your sources of information, especially in today's world. Anytime that you pick up a fact that that allows you to think one way or the other, check the source, see where it came from, make sure it's not biased in some way, because most of it now is, unfortunately. Yeah. I found out um, recently that Google has a biased opinion. So if it seems you're searching one specific thing, let's say you search for it later and you want to see both sides, well it's going to return the search results that most fit what it's seen you look at in the past. So you may not be getting information so definitely look at your sources so melissa that's actually a good point so i intentionally did this so i believe that vaccinations are one of the most biggest medical breakthroughs in humankind i don't believe vaccinations cause autism and i have a biology background i could i could talk you through the chemistry of this but i intentionally start searching for articles both on facebook google and apple news on does vaccines cause autism so what happens Facebook and Google start sending me more and more articles supporting that viewpoint, right? Because they're both trying to give you what they think you want. Right. Now, here's the interesting thing Apple News, for every one article it showed me that um, vaccines cause autism, it showed me an equal article they were where it didn't. So, wow. Apple News is trying to be fair. Sure. So, their algorithms are written differently than Google and Facebook. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, and His one research was not yeah and, and actually it has to really be double blind placebo peer review and repeatable right if, right yeah and if you can't go through all of that it means nothing one study means nothing right right exactly. i keep thinking about the studies out there about how bigfoot's stealing people's wives and <laughs> then i always wonder yeah. if you're such a mean husband that an eight foot tall hairy monster is able to steal your wife that's probably the bigger story not the fact that bigfoot still your wife anyway Speaking of Bigfoot stealing your wife, Jake, we have a winner. I'm not sure how that (laughs) ties in. (laughs) Uh, So uh, Dan Bessner, Little Prairie Oil and Gas. He's the owner. So congratulations, Dan. You've won this really awesome, cool uh, offshore bag. Melissa, Chris, would you like to win your own offshore bag? It's over there. It's that bag right there. Nice. Yeah. Easy to do. All you do is go to redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. That's redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. Put your information there. and We give one lucky winner a week away
1: one of these really cool bags. See the official site for rules and details. This week's rig count, up 2%. Thank goodness. 1,018 total rigs. Yeah,
0: I'm still not looking good on my 1,300 projection I did back in January, but I'm sticking to it. Sticking to it. Sorry, hey, it could always happen. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about, we're here live at Nape, and if you'd like to find out about NAEP and all the other shows that we go to, and that you might want to go to, go sign up for my monthly newsletter. We take all the oil and gas events going on, put them in one newsletter, stick in your inbox uh, once a month, and we do it for free. And then we also have first Friday Q&A coming up. That's where Jake and I ask, I mean, ask. We attempt to answer your questions that you ask. If you ask a question, we use it, you'll get a big shout-out. Um, the goal, people remember, is not to stump me or Jake. That is not the goal. The goal is to ask questions that you really want to understand the answer.
1: Nothing super technical about how to do your job.
0: Yeah, nothing super technical about <laughs> how to do But if we stump you, do we get a prize? <laughs> no, because that leads to the wrong behavior. But i tell you how, another way you can get a prize, though, Chris, is uh, leave us a review. Go into iTunes, leave us a review, take three minutes, four minutes, whatever it takes. And what we're doing is we're taking all the reviews and we're putting them in a bucket. And then once a month, we're going to give away an Oil & Gas Global Network lapel pin, which are are super rare. The only way you can get it is by leaving us a review. Awesome. Yeah, so that's, go do that and leave us a review. We'll get you a, a lapel pin if we pull you. And then want to talk real quick. We have two other podcasts you don't know, All & Gas, HSN, Oil & Gas Industry Leaders. We actually have those two co-hosts sitting off the mic in the couch making faces at us. Right? Yeah. And then Paige is definitely going to record a show here with Drilling Info, I believe. Right, Paige? Yeah. Yeah um and then if you like the show can you do us a favor can you share if you work for a big company like chevron or exxon hit that button in Outlook that says all right and he'll email everybody <laughs> in the company the link to our podcast and that link is actually only global network uh i'm sorry not OnlyGuys global network it's only we have our own website and go there you can sign up with a zillion different ways And if you'd like to showcase your company's product or service for free on our new magazine-format-style Oil & Gas Global Network website, reach out to me. I'll be happy to share those details. And, Jake, you're typing away. Are we ready to get out of here? Let's do it. Let's get back to work. Yeah. Hey, so, folks, do great work, pay it forward, and we will see you next time. Tune in next week for another informative and entertaining episode of Oil & Gas This Week Podcast, a product of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasthisweek.com.